0: Hello and welcome to Brain Trust Live, number four forty-five.
1: This week on the podcast, it's our spoken word version of the California Voter Guide.
0: We'll have all this and more.
1: This is Brain Trust Live. Hey, y'all. I'm Brent.
0: I'm Lila, and you can find us on the web at www.braintrustlive.com. Listen, there wasn't that much news this week. Which is there why There was somehow
1: like a lot, but also we were like, oh, what, are, what are we, what are we caring also, about Liz Trust now or something? I like, and
0: I don't want to talk about Eliz- uh, Olivia Wilde salad dressing on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> and like, I feel like most of the week was spent with me having to deal with stories of that nature. Sure, stories that weren't important enough right. for the podcast, but were important enough to take over Twitter for a right. Entire we talked day. about
1: Steve Bannon too much on this podcast,
0: and he didn't get enough jail time no. for being Steve Bannon. He should no. be getting a life sentence just for being himself, right? So,
1: so anyway, we sent out the props guide right. this week, and we were like, you know, I mean, we knew we weren't done, but then we were like, oh, God, well, now there's 714 other races that we have to tell you that's what right. to do, and so we were like, well, let's do that on the podcast. Exactly. So that's what we're going to do. It'll yeah. be fun.
0: We're going to put all of our recommendations on the website, but we are going to go into detail about the races we care about here in audio form in an effort to not have to write all that out.
1: Yeah. This this podcast is not going to include the reasons why we chose which community college, you know, certainly not person to vote for. So don't worry about that. Don't worry <laughs> if- about
0: that. <laughs> That And also, you don't care about
1: it. Yeah, I was going to say, well, that's why I said it, because I was like, I don't want people to turn this off before they think that it's going to be like a seven-hour podcast about like every superior Supreme Court, court judge that they're going to have to pick, because we'll recommend some for you, but those are going to be on the website. They're not going to be in this podcast.
0: Certainly not. No. <laughs> and you don't want to know more. I feel like <clears throat> if you haven't looked at our prop guide yet, first of all, get out there and look at it. Yeah, it's on our website. It's We sent it out via email, but you can download it from the internet at large. Uh, at BrainchestLive.com. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important props for you as a listener to be thinking about critically mm-hmm. are not the ones that you are hearing about the most, which are 20, 26 and 27, which, right. listen, we have opinions about how you should vote on those. Yeah, of course. But we also recognize that they're on an issue nobody cares about, yep. which is gambling. Um, we care about 28 uh, because, I mean, not 20, 29, 29, because that's dialysis. And right. we're fucking mad about it, <laughs> right. um, and we uh, again we don't care about the contents of twenty nine yeah. because we are just mad that twenty nine exists. Yeah. But thirty is the one that you want to pay extra careful attention to. Thirty sounds like a great idea. It's actually a corporate cash grab from Lyft. Yeah. Um, so that's the one that I feel like if you're going to read the prop guide and you're thinking to yourself, oh, these make sense. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna skim. Just know to yourself that you're you're paying special attention to thirty.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're mad about it. Yeah. That's the one that lives up to the promise of. How props stupid are stupid. Props are right. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um. So we
1: had a lot of people reach out to us about that one. We were yes. who were like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, that, <laughs>
1: it's a, it, it's a, it's a supposedly a climate change prop, but Lyft is funding it. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I I feel like in general your best bet with any prop because I know that there are some city and county props as well, and we're gonna have some thoughts on those later in this podcast, but you really want to look at who's funding. Yeah,
1: it's following the money. It's always following the money. Yeah.
0: Nothing that is being funded by giant corporate interests, but sounds like a great idea, turns out to be. (laughs) So just know that to yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, As far as statewide offices go, we should remind you that because of the way the jungle primary system works, every general election race in California is a runoff. Which yeah, means that there there's are two, only two you're, people. You're looking
1: at two people on your ballot. Right. In these statewide races. Well, and, that, and in any race, really, that in includes, any, you know, Right. right yeah.
0: that's part of the runoff system. Yeah. Um, but that means that there are a number of races where you don't need our guidance to figure out how to vote. No. Like, there is only going to be one obvious choice for U.S. Senate. And right. we're mad about it because it's Padilla, <clears> but you just have to live your life right. sometimes. In
1: every single statewide race, you're going to see a Republican and a Democrat, and they're going to be. Labeled as such. That's right. So, like, you know, do we think, uh, do we have a million reasons why we think that you should vote for Eleni Kunalakis for lieutenant governor? I want to think as little
0: about that as possible. (laughs)
1: No, we don't. And, like, you know vote for her i guess right <laughs> but like you know it's never her her it's it's, a, it's her versus a republican and like can't you can't vote for anybody else exactly. so you know in all of those statewide races we're not going to go too in depth like do what you're going to do exactly. like and don't ask us to tell you why to vote for these people just because you don't need us to tell you
0: no there's only two statewide races where the parties are not listed
1: right on your ballot on your it's ballot. um the superintendent of public instruction and that the incumbent is um, uh tony thurmond and he you know won the last time around we like him fine enough the person he's running against an asshole right he's running against like this anti-union you know person who like runs some right-wing think tank uh so like don't vote for that guy right right and then additionally the member of the state board of equalization the third district is ours anyway but um uh, tony vasquez is the incumbent he's running against some like anti-tax goon so like those are the those are really the only two that you need to to know that are not going to be like identified like clearly Democrat, Republican on your ballot.
0: Yeah, on the state ballot.
1: So on the state ballot, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: we, as you know, live in West Hollywood, <laughs> which means <laughs> that we don't get to vote in LA city races, and that's fine. We're going to go over the LA... We are obviously invested in the LA city races, yeah. and we live in LA ultimately, so right. we have to be invested in them. <laughs> We're going to go over those races in a second. Yeah. But the first thing that we wanted to do was go over the LA city... I mean, the WeHo City Council <laughs> right. races... Because those are always more exciting than any race that could be dreamed up by any logical thinking person in America. I, I wish
1: everybody could just know what's going on. In the, I mean, you're going to know if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. But like, I just want I want everybody far and wide to know what's going on in West Hollywood. Because, this- well, for starters, I got this thing from WeHoVille, like this voter... Guide, Voter Guide 2022. We Google, got, by the way,
0: is like a, a local uh sort of news blog thing. Yeah, right. It's run by this guy, Larry Block, who's kind of an asshole.
1: Yeah, he ran for city he council, He ran for city council, Didn't yeah. He? He's yeah. run for city council. Yeah, he used to um uh, own some store that was uh, Block Party. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So anyway, so he, he writes this, and... I got it, and I was like, "It's the type of thing that I would normally throw away because we are getting a lot of mailers, guys. Maybe. I'm sure you are too. Yeah. Everybody oh, So This is not special not so, to us." Yeah. Um, and uh, but I was like, "I have to look through this because it looks like it might be ridiculous." And boy, howdy! <laughs> it, it,
0: first of all, the cover of it—it's so—it's the WeHoVille Voter Guide 2022. The cover of it is caricatures of all of the city council <laughs> candidates yeah. and other candidates running in the Weehaw area. Listen,
1: surprise! There's too many.
0: It's, Far too many there's
1: all, always are. as always
0: and the way that it works here is these are all at large districts which means that we vote for three city council members yeah. three seats are up right now but we yeah. don't but everyone votes for three and right. as is so often the case in a situation like that there's only two acceptable people on the ballot
1: i was gonna say i know i'm like i have been racking my brain to figure out which three i'm going to vote for and i've been complaining around to people that there are only two good ones and then i thought to myself That's often more than we get. (laughs) That's
0: true. Yeah, there have been years where we just had to hold our nose and vote for three people essentially at random. Right. But we have a few interesting things going on in in the, I was going to say the district, in the city. Yeah. One is that Ben Savage of Boy Meets World fame is running for city council. There's a little bit of a scandal with him because it seems like he may not have actually lived in West Hollywood until after he declared.
1: Yeah, and he's also like a a big pro, he's like doing the whole public safety thing. He's doing the law and order thing.
0: Yeah, he's not a good and, candidate for and many And and listen,
1: reasons. everybody's doing that to a degree, but he's has really leaned in
0: hard. He's leaned he's leaned in hard and he doesn't have any other platform. No. So no one knows what else is happening. But the other there's also a Steve Martin running. <laughs> right. So it looks a little bit like celebrity billboards are cropping up in people's <laughs> front yards and that's been a little bit confusing. Sadly, yeah. this is not the Steve Martin
1: no, because it's he not. would
0: be a better candidate than the Steve Martin that we currently I would have running. So. But so, the Weehoeville City Council Guide is uh, a treasure trove of um, weird, informally written endorsements yeah. about these people that includes things such as their horoscope sign, the
1: <laughs> astrological, and their astrological sign. Uh-huh.
0: Um, it includes their uh, favorite artist. Uh-huh. People like Taylor Swift and uh-huh. Dave Grohl are being listed. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the names of their pets, um, their hobbies, which have included a variety of things that don't seem like they're good ideas for hobbies, including uh, the current mayor of West Hollywood Uh uh, is listed as hobbies, relearning Spanish, apparently Spanish is forgotten, (laughs) reading Harlan Coven thrillers, and hashtag real dogs WeHo.
1: Real dogs of WeHo. What is that? Is that like the Real Housewives? Is it like a dog? I don't know. It makes
0: you so worried. Her pets are Suki and Sammy, so maybe that's... Somehow. But involved. that's our
1: that's our mayor, guys.
0: That's our mayor. Uh, she also among favorite artists, anything uh, from the Motown sound to rock bands like Def Leppard to prolific songwriters like Bruce Springsteen. She loves everything.
1: Def Leppard? She didn't that's, list Def Leppard. She
0: sure did. Lauren <laughs> Meister, Def Leppard fan.
1: <laughs>
0: don't vote for her, you guys. No, <laughs> no, d- no her, actually, don't. Like literally, yeah. don't. Um, yeah. But there's some other. Great, I'm just going to read a couple yeah. of the uh, endorsement descriptions yeah. that Larry Block and company wrote yeah. in this guide. This is uh, Jordan Cockerham, also don't vote for him. Uh, he's <laughs> a Virgo uh, who loves Taylor Swift and has a cat named Bella. Mm-hmm. Loves meeting new people, trying new activities, and learning new information. And, but most importantly, he was voted Mr. Congeniality at the uh, WeHo candidate forum, <laughs> peop- the, the WeHo for the People candidate forum that well, WeHoVille how did they have? How did they have that? How do they have a congeniality competition? This is the entire description of him from the WeHoVille guide. Jordan Cockerham is a newcomer to West Hollywood politics who works as a finance director at a temp employment agency. Jordan is a caring local resident who is not linked to any special interest groups. Uh, we should note that what they mean by that is Unite here. Because Unite... Uh, Larry Block and Unite have run into some trouble, apparently, yeah. because every this entire guide is just a hit piece on Unite. Um, yeah. At... Uh, at the WeHo for the People candidate forum, he impressed with his good looks and honesty in his responses. <laughs> WeHoVille polled all city council candidates for the Miss slash Mr. Congeniality Award, and Jordan received the most votes from his co-candidates. Jordan is a good-natured guy with a bright future ahead of him on the West Hollywood political scene.
1: Also, West Hollywood, don't be doing that. Also, don't I, be having the Miss or Mr. There's a, One of the people that you should be voting for, I'm almost certain, is non-binary.
0: Yes, right.
1: And even if there wasn't a non-binary yeah. candidate, WeHo of Sekia all Rice. places should uh, should not be having a Miss or Mister Congeniality contest. Like Certainly, do better.
0: Listen, this is a, this is a city in which I once got a mailer that was a, that was uh, running on a, somebody running on a platform of banning grinder from city council meetings because they were distracting <laughs> no, people. Right. That mailer included Dorothy's red shoes as a graphic. <laughs> so. A lot's been happening here. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Ben Savage from the WeHoVille uh, guy. Oh, yeah.
1: His write-up is good also. His
0: write-up is also really good. He's a Virgo. Uh, <laughs> pets. Soon! Exclamation point. <laughs> oh. Hobbies. Trivia night. Concerts. Visiting WeHo restaurants. Not living in WeHo. I was say, right, <laughs> visiting.
1: Driving into WeHo <laughs> <Right>. restaurants. <laughs>
0: Ben Savage walked into the race with the kind of name recognition his opponents could only dream of. Mm -hmm. At 13, he became a familiar face for an entire generation of Americans when he starred on the iconic 1990s TV sitcom Boy Meets World. Even at 42, Savage still oozes with the youthful zeal that made his show such a hit. So what's behind his foray into politics? While Savage holds a poli-sci degree from Stanford and is definitely passionate about the city, his reasons for running aren't as clear-cut. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Many (laughs) many leaders discover their purpose after getting elected. But we wish we knew the man behind the, quote, boy a little better. Weho could benefit from an independent-minded leader with real star power.
1: Mm, Real star power. Uh, (laughs) He may ooze some sort of youthfulness, but his face oozes that he's really let himself go.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, if there's one savage brother who oozes youthfulness in the face, it's Fred. So... (laughs) I'm sorry about that, but I'm also not sorry.
1: Quickly, the two people that we should be voting for, we mentioned already, Zakia Wright and then also also Chelsea Byers. Uh, The way that I have been sort of going about picking my candidates here are, uh, you know, one of the main issues here was this like divestment from the sheriffs. um,
0: Yeah.
1: Where uh, the council voted last year to take some money from them, which ultimately took like four sheriffs, officers. Off the streets, and then they use that money for more like community people, and you see them around um, yeah. West Hollywood who go a- around and they're they're not armed and they sort of just like check in on people on the streets and homeless people and stuff like that, and then try and get them to like where they need to go. So, buyers and right have been big proponents of that, and that has been sort of like a real wedge issue, like amongst just, all of these yes. candidates, also like who supports that like um, divestment of funds. Um, And that kind of threw WeHo into the national spotlight for a second. Like, I mean, a lot of it was, you know, you were seeing stories about WeHo on CNN because they were talking about how, like, West Hollywood defunded the sheriff. And they took, like, four out of, like, you know, 100 sheriff's deputies off the street or something. I don't know how many we actually have. But, you know, it was a very minor amount. Of course. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so that has... But those are literally, like, the only two that are, like, real outspoken about it. The other person who might be the least worst of the rest of them is Mm. Robert Oliver. And he was, like... I think on some board or something that like, you know, made some recommendation to the city council on that divestment and he initially supported it but then took it back. <laughs> Perfect. So that's who we're left with. That's Robert that's, Oliver. Yeah, that's so that's maybe who it is. So Chelsea Byers, Zakia Wright, and then maybe Robert Oliver, but like just do you. Don't vote for anything in inco- Like don't vote for John that's Duran. Don't vote for Lauren Meester. Don't vote for John Heilman. Don't vote for those goons. Right. But you know, don't vote for Ben Savage either. So, like, you just almost have to narrow it down as to, like, who is the worst, and then you, like, get left with, like, one or two other people who are, like, the least worst. Yeah. And that's voting in America, guys. I was going to say,
0: that's what it is to vote in an at-large council district in...
1: uh, Or for president. Or for president.
0: (laughs) Voting for the least worst is so often the only thing that we're left with. Um, That also brings us... I think that there are two other races that this uh, guide covers... And you should not listen to either of their recommendations oh, yeah. on it. Um, one is in the sheriff's race.
1: Right. They almost make it seem like maybe you should vote for Alex Villanueva, but which you shouldn't. Which you just shouldn't do. It <laughs> no, should do that. not be done by you. There's actually, I feel like you can make some, you know, I mean, look, don't purposely make errors on your ballot, but like there are some errors to be made on that ballot yeah. that like no one, you know, everyone's lives would carry on, you know, just it, as OK, yeah. right? The sheriff's one is not one of the ones that you're trying to mess up out yeah. here. Like, you've got a few assignments on this ballot, and one of the top assignments on the ballot is to not vote for Alex Villanueva. Right.
0: You're going to vote for Robert Luna.
1: Yeah. Who might also turn out to be terrible. Remember when will. we liked Alex Villanueva? I was going to say,
0: Alex Villanueva was a person <laughs> that we tried to get rid of a, another bad person. Using. <laughs> right. it's, it's a minefield out there. <laughs> it is. It, but this is a this is a vote the That's least worst person. That's what you get with person. law enforcement, people. Too true. Yeah. This is a vote, vote <clears throat> the least worst person. So we're, yeah. we're trying Robert Luna this time. Yeah, that could go terribly, but it. Sure. Listen, it's already gone so badly. Right, it couldn't go worse. Right. Well, I mean, we'll, anything we'll could. but <laughs> We'll see. Uh, we're hoping it will at least only be the same amount bad.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Um, and then the other is the county supervisor. Right. Uh, in we're in the third district, that was Sheila Cool. I can't say her Kiel, name. Keel, I think. Keel, I think. It's, her name is spelled so crazy, you guys. I, <laughs> I've said it differently for years. Every yeah. single time that I've seen it, um, I think it is Keel. Anyway, she's not running anymore, so fuck her. Yeah. Uh, but this is Lindsay Horvath versus Bob Hertzberg. Uh, Bob Hertzberg has been texting me nonstop oh in, at God. a at a level that is <clears throat> approaching Julia Brownlee-esque. I know. Um, now, according to Larry Block of WeHoVille, mm. he's mm. a salt-of-the-earth guy uh, who <laughs> um, has a gay son and uh, received the World Bank Award for Lighting Africa. But according to me, he's... A person who's texting me too much. And also we're voting for Lindsay Horvath.
1: Yeah, we're, so. we're voting for Lindsay Horvath here. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: He's like, a de- Bob Hertzberg's like a Democrat. And Lindsay H- Horvath is also like a Democrat. And they're both mediocre Democrats. Right. Bob Hertzberg is the worst of the mediocre yeah.
1: two. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: and uh, also he seems to be in a Rick Caruso.
1: Yeah, I actually, this sort of came into focus for me last week because I was driving home. I was driving through Beverly Hills. And obviously, there's Rick Caruso signs there because there would be, yep. right? But there, in many yards, there were Rick Caruso signs right next to Bob Hertzberg that signs. And I was like, well, that's my research here. Exactly. I, I don't know what else. I don't need to do anything else.
0: I have been noticing the same thing. I feel
1: like that's a He's a Caruso candidate. That's a good, um, I feel like, way to... Um,
0: find out who to, the worst find, is.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, if you were driving around and you see a yard and it has a Rick Caruso sign and it has somebody else's yard sign in it, then you don't, have to, you don't have to do anything else
0: right. do other that. than
1: know that that other person, regardless of who it is, is not somebody, you should be voting for whoever's running against that person yeah. that is in the same yard as Rick Crusoe.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, so that's the like county races, and then there's some county measures.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and one of them is actually to do with specifically how terrible Villanueva is. Right. Because obviously the county sheriff is an elected position. So, like, when you're thinking about, like, you know, Michael Moore, he's the police chief. That's, he's appointed by Eric Garcetti. Eric Garcetti. Right. That's LA City versus LA, LA County. That's LA City versus LA County. You know, and Eric Garcetti could get rid of Michael Moore whenever he wanted to, and in fact, we asked him to, quite, you know, he angrily didn't. for quite some time while he didn't we were... Uh, and he didn't choose to do it. He didn't choose to. But that's right. A but a as, it, as it stands right now, because the sheriff is an elected official, the only way to get rid of him is to go through the recall process. So... County Measure A actually would change the county charter to make that not the case. They that would it would allow the board of supervisors, which is five people, to remove the sheriff uh, for cause. I mean, uh, they would have to have like good reasons, and a lot of them are listed. It's violation of law related to duties, flagging, or pe- repeated neglect of duties. We, we won't list them all, right. but it lists all the things that like might qualify them to or the sheriff to the board of supervisors to get rid of them. Um, And it has to be by a four-fifth vote. So we're a yes on this. Because it seems like, you know, he's terrible. And he represents the entire county. You know, I mean, he's representing like 10 million people here. And he's basically, I mean, he's corrupt. He's been asked to resign by, you know, the civilian board. Uh, He's being investigated by a bunch of different agencies, like state and local agencies. I mean, this, like... The, the the board of supervisors should be able to get rid of him because he's like effectively not doing his job effectively yeah so you know we're yeah well, this on is us. also
0: a unique kind of office where there's like a really specific effect on people's lives when they're yes, in his path totally and it's very hard to run an honest sheriff's campaign in a sit in a county of 10 million people yeah you know it can be really difficult for people to get especially when you look at our ballots i mean our ballots are ca- crazy in this state <laughs> yeah so people really don't have enough information to make uh votes that to, to make uh sort of informed votes on yeah. this particular kind of office that can be that can have a really life or death impact on other yeah. residents of the county um, so it's like, it's not like a thing where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, should, I mean, as annoyed as I am with the LA City Council right now, I don't think that counselors should get to remove each other from office. I think that that no. belongs to the voters or potentially some other force if they have yeah. flagrantly broken yeah. the law. But I think in the case of the sheriff, because his enforcement duties are, uh, first of all, can be quite targeted, but can also be deadly. Um, right the, there there needs to be some kind of check on you know a, an office that's impossible to run right. a an, in, an informative and honest race in yeah. during the election when I've,
1: se- I've seen I've seen so I agree with you because I've seen some concerns that you know sort of get at this idea that well they are an elected official so like the county Board of Supervisors already has like so much power because there's five of them and there's like seven gazillion people in at Los Angeles County so but I I like that it's a four-fifth. Yeah. A four out of five of them have to do it. So it's not well, just like, like it's, you know, it's like, it seems like, having. well, that's right. Exactly. So obviously
0: yeah. electing the sheriff is not going great for us <laughs> right now. And it's also, that's a job that's not like, I mean, that's a job that's a specific enough job that voters really don't have a handle on the, first of all, the person doesn't end up having to represent voters in any meaningful <laughs> way. And voters don't really have any enforcement mechanisms over this person. Yeah. You know, right, it, exactly. so in yeah. any case.
1: There's another county measure, County Measure C, and we're a yes-ish on this and would not begrudge a no vote necessarily. It's a little weird, and it deals with the fact that in Los Angeles County there's like there's currently over a million people who live in areas that are like technically unincorporated and aren't governed by any sort of like actual local control. So
0: this is such a crazy wild. place. <laughs> I
1: know, right? So those specific areas currently are not allowed by the county to be permitted for marijuana businesses. Until just recently, the Board of Supervisors voted to approve up to 25 retail, delivery, cultivation, blah, blah, blah. The bunch of permits are going to go out for these areas that cover these uh, additional one. This is, by the
0: way, not the first time we've been asked to parse this policy in unincorporated areas in in L.A. County on the ballot. And every time it's been annoying.
1: Right, exactly. So we've already put in place this permit structure for some of these businesses to open. Now we have to figure out how to tax them. And the county board of supervisors can't unilaterally decide what the tax structure is that's on the voters. So they have put forward measure C, which is the tax structure. That's actually what you're voting on here, whether you approve of this tax structure. Now there's a lot of progressives out there and I don't disagree with them in regards to the fact that what we really should be focusing on here is not how to tax those businesses. It's who gets to run those businesses because California really has sort of like failed, on the promise of, you know, having there be, you know, on who gets to run the marijuana business, right? right? the sort was, of justice piece re, that was supposed to be part right. of these. That's missing, right? We've yeah. got a lot of, like, giant corporations who are sort of, like, you know, these big weed companies now that have come in, and they're, like, running everything, and that's who all of the, the shops are, basically, right? So I agree with that. But, like, they have already said that they're permitting these. So the businesses are going to open. It would be great if we can fix the restorative justice piece. And, like, maybe that is also something that, like, we can be focusing on and you can be, you know, uh, talking to the board of supervisors about and doing whatever you can to sort of, like, make that possible. But. Somebody's going to open these businesses, right? And and they need to be taxed, right? Right. So, like, you know, I I enjoyed the the DSA's write up of this, and I read a bunch of them to sort of try and parse this out, and they were like, "We're socialists, we're taxing things."
0: Right. (laughs) It feels a little bit like a throwing the baby out with the bathwater type of thing, where it's like if we haven't figured out how to do the piece that's already done perfectly, we shouldn't take the next step of taxing the people. Oh, right, but, yeah. exactly, yeah. It's like, well, let's tax them and then figure it out. Right.
1: <laughs> let's especially tax them if it's... Right, if it's not I was going to say, if it's... going. I mean, whoever it is should ultimately be taxed. But, like, if they're not going to fix the restorative uh, the restorative justice part, then let's definitely tax them because they're going to be giant corporations. Exactly. We've
0: got to be out here taxing. Always we be taxing.
1: Always be taxing. That's right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. LA City. These are the races that um listen the mayor race is a mess we'll talk about it in a sec Um the city council races are a mess but interesting because we now are very invested in figuring out how to make sure that city council does not continue to be as uh corrupt and insane as it's been for very specific reasons being that we just learned what that ends up looking like in the end and it ends up looking like, <clears throat> President Biden having to personally ask that members of the city council resign and them still right. not fucking resign. I know.
1: Oh, Newsom finally did today. Thank God. I know. I mean, God, that I don't know where he's been, but...
0: Nowhere. <laughs> yeah, if Biden had to get involved before Newsom, <laughs> it's like, things are falling apart. Yeah. But, so in any case, the uh, LA city races are really important this year. I mean, yeah. they're important every year, but yeah. this year, incredibly important. Well,
1: especially now that we've learned, you know, I think one of the things that a lot of people recently learned was how... Few city councilors we have, and like how big of districts they represent, because yeah. you know we were talking about this, and I think that like uh, now that people are sort of like, oh, there's only 15 of them,
0: right? <laughs> you know, and they all represent like, hundreds and they, of thousands of people,
1: right? It's like, oh, we have to really like make sure that like you know they're not all terrible, yeah. Which mostly they are now.
0: It, too true.
1: <laughs> too many of them. Too then. many of
0: them. Yeah. Um. So the mayoral race. Listen, we know that we're all mad at Karen Bass. And that's life in the fast lane. And we also know that Rick Caruso cannot be allowed to be the mayor of LA. (laughs) And I say that knowing that it's kind of a fake job. I mean, the mayor of LA doesn't actually have that much power. Sure. But um, A, I feel like Rick Caruso is the kind of person who would Bloomberg it to (laughs) have as much power as he could. He would somehow have power. Yeah. Um, So let's keep it a figurehead office by electing uh, Karen Bass. Totally. (laughs) But also... We can't be allowing the ultra-wealthy to personally buy seats for themselves. I recognize that ultimately it's just rich people paying for somebody to be elected to be the mayor. The Katzenbergs are who are paying for Karen Bass to be the mayor. You know, like, I get it. That's not great on any count. But we can't be letting personal businessmen in L.A. decide that they are going to be personally buying, with their personal funds, the (laughs) office of mayor. Right. That's what counts. And I get, like, listen. Their, their platforms are not as different as you want. No. The tenor of their... That's why we're mad Bass. That's, that's their, why we're mad at Karen Bass. Bass. The tenor of their platforms is pretty different, I would say. Like, it's the content, not different enough. The yeah. tenor is different in that um, he is really framing his run as a very, like, law and order focused run. Totally. And though her platform is too law and order-y for its own good and ultimately not very different from his, Karen Bass is not framing her run as a law and order run. Now, no. that, of course means nothing when we think about what the actual policies are. She wants to, what, add 9,700 cops and he wants to add 11,000 or something. And it's like, (laughs) you know, he wants to add 2,000 more cops than her and then both of them are just adding tons of cops and, like, nobody wants that. Yeah. They're both against uh, Measure ULA, which we will talk about in a second, which is a measure, which is a mansion tax, a one-time 4% tax on property sales above $5 million, which the reason they're opposing is because they're being supported by billionaires. Yeah. These are all bad things. That nobody likes. But... I will say that the minor ways in which they differ do matter in a world in which those are your two choices. You know, Karen Bass is talking about adding cops. She's also talking about making sure that there are, like, non-cop trained professionals available to respond to, you know, scenes where cops would not be appropriate. That, is that enough? And does she seem that dedicated to it? And do either of these fools have the power to make any of the things on their platform happen? Of course not. (laughs) But, like, don't be the idiot who voted for Rick Caruso. If nothing else, what that says about you is that you're an asshole. Uh, and, I mean, I agree. Like, it's just don't... Why make yourself feel like an asshole when you don't have to? Yeah. Um, so, you know, vote for Karen Bass and just feel bad about it. I don't know what to say about that. Sometimes I think there are that. some progressive groups who are kind of making it seem like there's no difference here. But, and there is a difference. It's not a big difference. <laughs> no. But I, it's a, it's a difference also of just what message that sends to other rich people who would seek totally. to try to run for office. Totally. So don't let them think that they can do this. Um, the LA city attorney's office um, has a Caruso-backed person and a non-Caruso person. So yep. Faisal Gill is the non-Caruso person. That's who you yep. should vote for. Uh, he uh, is is I, somebody actually who I think actually will be fairly decent in this position. He's pretty progressive um he you know wants to con- he, he wants to uphold the end of cash bail um he believes that the current city attorney should have passed a blanket eviction moratorium he doesn't believe in the criminalization of homelessness that's something that we're going to talk about in some of the city council uh, districts yeah and so you know he's fairly decent so uh, don't vote for heidi feldstein soto that's the caruso backed yeah. uh, person and yeah. then um for la controller we have Council member Council member Paul, Paul Koritz, who's one of the most corrupt members of the city council, running uh-huh. against Kenneth Mejia, who is somebody who's really been working to make city government city budgeting. Um, accessible and understandable to yeah. people. He helped us understand how much of the budget was going to the LAPD. Um, yeah. So he's well, actually been doing I, a great job of getting... What
1: I, that's what I was going to say. What I have been seeing, like, what people often will say about him is that he is, like, already doing a very good job of what the job of the LA controller mm-hmm. is. <laughs> so yeah. A, and he's right. a CPA, I think. Yeah, so in he's his like, campaign. Like, he's, he's like already doing
0: that. He's, yeah. a person who theoretically could be a good controller, I guess, has the yeah. skill set. But in any case, he's been... He's been doing a lot of work to make the city budget accessible and yeah. also to make it specifically accessible to younger people. He's like been on social media doing this stuff. It's yeah. why we've seen it on social media. Yeah. is because his campaign's been doing a good job with that. So that's yeah. kind of a good thing. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of these city council races. Let's do it. Okay, so listen. <clears throat> there's only a few races. Uh, well, first of all, not every seat is up. But there's also a, a few races where there are competitive races. A few districts where there are competitive races. So we have District 5, which is Paul Koritz's former seat. Obviously, he's termed out, so he's that's why he's running for controller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but so we have Katie Young-Yaroslavsky running against Sam Yebri. Um,
1: Sam Yebri is a very, 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 very popular uh, Rick Caruso-yard sign pairing.
0: Yes. And um, also mostly being endorsed by pro-Israel groups, which yeah, you wouldn't sure. think would need to be in the city council race. but you're Well, we they're are. everywhere, guys. By they're the way, everywhere. if you
1: haven't been paying attention, that's one of the that's, main storylines that I feel like when we look back at the 2022 races, right. especially primaries specifically, is going to be like what was pro-Israel groups doing, doing in, in democratic in city primaries in you know Cleveland or wherever the hell they were.
0: Yeah. It's <clears> a question <throat> we're going to have for ourselves. Yaroslavsky is... Not great on much, but is decent on the environment. She has a much better platform in the environment. She's, I think, an environmental lawyer or whatever. I think she worked for um, the Board of Supervisors. Mm. Um, So that's who we'd recommend in District 5. District 11 is Mike Bonin's district. He's also not running for re-election. And this is a district where, A, we've been asked some questions from residents of this district about how to vote in this race, and B, I think... Some of the issues that came to a head in that L.A. City Council scandal of a week or two ago um, are focused. So Mike Bonin has been the target of multiple recall attempts. And I think that that has made people who don't follow politics very carefully in his district feel like maybe he's up to something. Maybe it's sneaky. These have been Republican recall attempts, though. And they have specifically been recalling him because... Conservatives are mad that he doesn't want to incarcerate people who live in homeless encampments. Yeah. This, like this district, like many districts in LA, has a lot of homeless encampments. Yeah, that's a big problem in this area. Housing obviously yeah. is a huge crisis. Yeah, this here. is out on
1: the west side, isn't this it? This is out on the west side. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and so there has been a lot of tension in this district around what to do about the fact that a lot of their parks and public spaces have been sort of like taken uh, taken on as the homeless encampments. Um. This is the problem with living in a place that doesn't have affordable housing. And it's a problem that I think... It's so funny. When I talk to people in this district, they seem to think that they like have a unique problem with this. And I have to keep being like, no, every district in LA has this problem. You yeah. guys are just being assholes about it. Yeah, right. For but, sure. But like, we all... This is... Yes, this right. is true of well, every park in LA. there's also just a lot
1: of rich people in that district yes. additionally. And so exactly. that's what happens.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um. But so, uh, so we have... Aaron Darling, who is uh, was a late entry into the race because we initially thought Mike Bonin might run and then he dropped out of the race in um, late winter, I think, of last year. And running against Tracy Park, who is one of the people who's been supportive of the recall attempts. Yeah. And both are lawyers, but uh, Aaron Darling represents low-income tenants facing <coughs> eviction, and Park represents employers and management in labor suits. Uh, so they aren't the same kind of lawyer. Yeah. Um, but in any case, I think there is... Maybe a sense that, you know, there, there's been some equivalency made between sort of these these uh, law and order candidacies and the fact that that's going to, like, clean up the encampments. What no one is talking about, though, is what all these people want to do is criminalize being homeless. Well, that's what I was going to say. And that doesn't solve any problems.
1: No, yeah, nobody, and in, in, including, unfortunately, I would say to a large degree, Karen Bass,
0: yeah. either. no, agreed.
1: But I mean, like... There's a real lack of because it's such a huge problem. People want to just fix it immediately, and right. and rich people and assholes want to fix it by just making the homeless people not be on the streets any longer. That's right. And the only way to do that is to literally do sweeps that's right. and to put them someplace. And and that's and, and none of that is getting at the root cause. No. So nor uh, is it humane. It's, in nor any is way. it humane. Yeah, I was gonna say. Right. I mean, like, you can't be doing that. But that's why, like, if you're thinking to yourself, like. Why might I vote for Tracy Park or Aaron Darling or whatever? It's just like think about which one is the actual like like disgusting person
0: yeah
1: right? And it's Tracy Park here yeah like she's uh, she's gross yeah. right like she's uh, cruel. It's, it, her she's, platform she's, is cruel. yeah. Right.
0: And I think you know the the fact that Mike Bonin was like many progressives in the city, the city council constantly being shut down at, in his attempts to create more equitable housing policy, has also been weaponized against him to make him seem yeah. like he was ineffective. But here's what I want to say about that. Things are changing in the city council. Nithya Raman's race was a wake-up call to these people, and yeah. that's why these conservatives are going so nuts right, right now.
1: We've already sent Nithya... Uh, That's right. We've already got one more progressive in there. We're going to tell you about a few more who we, we coming up here, here that have a very good chance of winning. We can change the city council.
0: The city council will be easy to change if we believe in the city council's ability to change. Yeah. Essentially, because yeah. these are seats that no one was paying attention to for a long time, and because of yeah. that, you know, the same interests yeah. who always get you know try to go into city <clears> government <throat> behind your back were the ones yeah. who, who were holding these seats. So
1: and voting for Tracy Park would be a real setback to that. A huge to setback that. to that. Plan. And this
0: is a district where they already had a progressive yeah. representative. So Aaron Darling is the choice to sort of pick up the mantle of it's Mike Bonin no-brainer. and get on with the business of not yeah. criminalizing homeless people. Yeah. Um, so District 11, you vote for Aaron Darling. Yeah. Um, district 13 is an interesting race. So this is a race in which an incumbent city council member, Mitch O'Farrell, who you might have heard uh, from recently because he was, he's sort of been attempting to, you know, take over the Nuri Martinez mantle in the city council to look right. like he's in charge of things, but is but actually just per- like BFFs with Nuri Martinez. Uh, that's what
1: I was going to say. Pretending like they've never, ever seen never each met. other in this lifetime. Yeah,
0: Literally, but- <laughs> there have, I, I have read multiple times that there used to be all these pictures of them like hanging out online, like, <laughs> you know, they had a lot of like, Social media photos together, and all of them got removed in the midst of the scandal. (laughs) Like they're pretending they don't know each other, but they like used to hang out. Yeah. In any case, um, Hugo Soto Martinez is a uh, union organizer who is who advanced into the general. He's a progressive, right? And he's a DSA
1: member, not not just endorsed by DSA, but like he is an active DSAer. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is a really exciting opportunity this race because it is not it is rare that an incumbent and a progressive get advanced into the general in yeah. this way um in you know i we saw with unices hernandez the reason that she doesn't have to run a race anymore is because she got more than 50% of the vote in right. the primary
1: and that's against deal that too Ced- yeah, so he's, he's going to be he's going to be out of there council member yeah.
0: um, but in this case, we have another opportunity to knock a sitting and kind of yeah. assholey city council member out. Yeah. So if you're in District 13... And this was
1: fairly close. You have something exciting to do. This was close in the yes, primary. There close. were other candidates, but it was close between the two of them at the top. Exactly. So this is doable if you get out there and do it. Totally. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, okay, we have one more district where everything is terrible. <laughs> District 15, which was Joe Buscaino's district, Mm -hmm. he ran for mayor, a very sad attempt at running for mayor, some might say.
1: Flopsina. Some might Mm
0: -hmm. call him a loser. Um, (laughs) But he was kind of an asshole. And then the two people that advanced in this race are also kind of assholes. So it's kind of a problem. So there's Danielle Sandoval, who, uh, you know, has committed wage theft. Who hasn't? <laughs> That's the big scandal with her. All of her supporters dropped out because of her wage theft scandal. And then there's Tim McOscar, who is a corporate lobbyist.
1: Who isn't? So at City Hall, anyway. Um, and when you were telling me about this race, because I didn't know much about it, I was like, well, they'll both fit in at City Hall. Exactly. <laughs> so. It's
0: a perfect. It's a perfect pairing. Um, the progressive guys I've seen have advocated. Either to just jump into a well and drown yourself.
1: Move. (laughs) move. To a different district. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Or to vote for Danielle Sandoval. I think that's a slightly safer choice than having a corporate lobbyist come in. um, Just because I think she's obviously more incompetent. (laughs) But, so that's a sad thing about District 15. And Mm -hmm. we're sorry about it. But we're not that sorry. Because we live in West Hollywood. Ben Savage is running (laughs) (laughs) in in our district. Um. And then there's a few uh, U.S. House races as well where there are some exciting opportunities.
1: Yeah.
0: Not as many as you want. And here's the thing. If you... This is like voting in the state, uh, the state offices, where it's like, if you have a Republican and a Democrat on your ballot, vote for the Democrat. Sorry about it. That's life. If you have an incumbent that you kind of hate, that... It's a position we've been in before. Yep. And you can listen, if it's an incumbent that's gonna win handily, you don't have to vote in that race. No, you I don't. didn't fill in the ballot for uh, the US House race last time because I was just like, I don't oh, want to yeah, vote for right. Adam Schiff. I'm yeah. mad at him. Yeah. Um but like he won with, you know, eighty right. percent of the voters or yeah, right, crazy. So like I wasn't that worried about it. Um but so there are a few districts where a progressive advanced into the general with somebody yes. with a sit with an, incum, uh, with an incumbent, or um, there are a few districts where there's an open seat. Yeah. So the first district that we have is District 27. That's this same fucking Katie Hill district forever and ever. I know. And we have the same fucking candidates because it is, once again, Mike Garcia versus Christy Smith. How many times are they going to run her and have her lose Christy before they're Smith. like, let's have a different candidate? Oh my God. I know. Lady.
1: I Get know. out of town. Right? And this is, I don't know how many times we've said this on the podcast, a million, probably. But, you know, this is an instance where, you know, Katie Hill was a big progressive. She went around talking about Medicare for All and whatever else she was doing. And then she- <laughs> Medicare but for I, All and all the other else, things. All the <laughs> other things. But, you know, I mean, she was, like, she was like a cool candidate. She was like younger. She had the kids- Talking and That's doing right. things online and all of that stuff. And then, you know, she was forced to resign. Right. And then the Democrats of the district, presumably all of the, you know, thinking DNC hackish types, were right. like, I have just the ticket.
0: Right. It's the okay. world's
1: most boring living human, Christie Smith.
0: You can't pick out of a lineup of Democrats.
1: Uh, and let's just run her until the end of time. That's right. She'll lose every time.
0: But that's okay. <laughs> she once <wins, laughs> lost two races in one go. Uh,
1: I, I Forgot about the special, <laughs> the special election, election and then general, uh, right. the regular. Right. It's another bag. This is round three yeah. or four or seven. No, I don't know. No,
0: she's been running since memory began. And listen, she's boring. And you're right. gonna have to vote for her if you're not an asshole. And I'm. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah. You should move. <laughs> <laughs> this district sucks. <laughs> um, in District 29, Tony Cardena, Cardenas' district, yeah, um, we have a progressive challenger who advanced.
1: Yeah. And she's uh, Angelica a good candidate. Maria she's Dwayne's. run before, I believe, also. Yes. Um, so, yeah, definitely vote for her. She's great.
0: She's great. So that's very exciting. In our district, District 30, as yep. we have mentioned before, we have maybe a girl who was on our podcast. Right. And Go you listen, listen to that if to you to that are. podcast if you want. <clears throat> um, running against Adam Schiff. Right. Vote she's for maybe great. a girl. Yeah. She's great. And we had a very... A great, a great conversation with her about progressive politics and yeah. the importance of issues like Medicare for All. Issues that we care about. Yeah. Good things. And other stuff. And, and other whatever stuff. whatever and what other, other stuff, stuff she's talking, doing. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> and whatever other stuff. District 34, uh, we have a, a, a progressive uh, challenging Jimmy Gomez, who's also yeah. an incumbent a moderate to... This is another
1: rematch. We love a good rematch around yes, here.
0: We do love a good rematch. But David yeah. Kim is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. I kind
0: of wish that he had... Done better last time. I mean, uh, I wish that about me, for no, everyone. I, I but, <laughs> but in any case, that that's a that's a race in which voting for Jimmy Gomez feels terrible, and voting for David Kim could feel good. Yeah. And you could be a person who feels good yeah, when you vote, totally. and that would be fun. Yeah. Um, and then we have District 37, which is the seat that Karen Bass is vacating. Listen, the best option in this race in the primary did not advance. Yeah. So we have. It's too bad. Two mediocre options. Of those two, it's Sydney Comlogger uh, running against Jan Perry. You're gonna wanna vote Jan Perry. And that is for a lot of reasons, but uh, one of the most important is that Sydney Comlogger uh, made overtures to the Bloomberg campaign in 2020. <laughs> you just can't be doing that. All of them are getting money from questionable uh, places. I would argue Comlogger's money is more questionable, but no one's getting the sure. right money. Yeah. Um, but like you guys, yeah, you can't be even,
1: yeah, these aren't the world's greatest options
0: in the ballpark of thinking about yeah. supporting Mike Bloomberg for president at no. any time in your life. No. no. So, um, no. vote Jan Perry yep. for that. And just sorry about that. Sorry that your life is like this. I feel like Karen Bass maybe shouldn't have bothered with any of the running for mayor's situation and could have just continued to serve in the house where she was less problematic than she's currently being as a candidate for mayor <laughs> and we could have avoided this whole thing I but know. whatever yeah um <clears throat> then we have we have we're going to talk about our state assembly district uh for a reason that is near and dear to my heart which is that the candidate who is likely to win ran an organization that endorsed pete Buttigieg. judge it's an organization <laughs> that we like too but we just can't be living this way
1: yeah And this is, you know, you get to the point in a lot of these races, obviously, where you're stuck with sort of, you know, a Democrat versus a Republican. Or, you know, we've mentioned some of these that are maybe a little bit more interesting where you've got a progressive challenger. Uh, This one, you know, Rick chavez is running against, he's going to win that race, guys, by the way. He's got all the world's money. A long uh, shot. He's like he's the And also his opponent is like a fake he's, person. Right. But that but what I was going to say is like this is one of the chances on your ballot where you can vote for a potentially weird person, yeah.
0: <laughs> Stick it to the man.
1: And I would say to go for it. Why not? I voted for Louis Abramson. Louis Abramson. I don't know. I voted for him in the. Uh, oh yeah, in the primary. In the primary. How I don't know you... anything about him, no. but he's listed as a Democratic scientist and community organizer, and I like that.
0: Right. I don't know <laughs> I don't whether know that's a real thing that no. means anything, and I don't care.
1: And it, but it doesn't need to.
0: It doesn't need to. <laughs> not in this. Another context.
1: Democrat, supposedly. That's
0: and right. And that is, is all me. I need. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I. This is one of those races where there's somebody who obviously has been gearing up for a bright political future, totally uh, running against in in a at a level where fake people run all the time. Like you don't have to be a legitimate person to run for state assembly. No. So like this is a situation in which we have a much uh, like an overzealous campaign competing in a series of fake campaigns, mm-hmm. and like because of that, I feel like maybe. He's the one who looks silly. I don't well, know. he
1: certainly needs to stop texting us.
0: I, I would say... He's another
1: um, over-texter. A number
0: of these people need to well, stop texting us. Well, that's for sure. It is... First of all, Bob Hertzberg is on my last fucking nerve. Because he has been texting me several times a day. Yeah. And I've been stopping to quit all over the place. Yeah. For weeks now. Yeah. And I don't know why Bob Hertzberg thinks I would vote for him in the first place. <laughs> I mean, I know that WeHoVille thinks he's a stand-up guy, but it's salt of the earth, it was a salt-of-the-earth salt of guy. But I wouldn't vote for a salt-of-the-earth guy. I am literally from lower Manhattan. I'm a snob. <laughs> it's like they don't know me at all. Yeah. But, yeah, I, this, this is a campaign that we know has too much money. Rick chavez Burr campaign.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, because it's been, the campaign's been contacted. Oh, a, a Daily, mailer, a
1: daily mailer. Daily Mailer. Daily yeah. Mailer.
0: Daily Mailer. I've gotten emails. I've gotten text messages. I never gave these people my information. I don't want them to contact me.
1: No. We're not even Democrats anymore.
0: No, I know. What list are we on that they thought these people want to know about us? my
1: number. Right. (laughs) my
0: number. Well, it's like, it's so desperate because like, especially with some of these local races where they have like volunteers texting you, you want to be like, you guys, I'm not texting you back. I know. If you were my friend, you would stop texting eventually.
1: I have to say, I have actually responded in a few instances to to ask about the, and it's, it's always been... You know, it's nice. Volunteers are usually nice and I try and not be right. an asshole like when I'm asking because a lot of them, will, especially in West Hollywood, they will be like, "Let me know if you have any questions." They've some of them are coming from the personal cell phones of the candidates.
0: Well, that's a, a thing that happens in West Hollywood all the time is they give you a cell phone number for the candidate. <laughs> yeah. That when I first moved here shocked.
1: Yeah. Shocked me. And so I have literally asked. I've whenever anybody texts me from there, I'm like, "Where do you stand on the sheriff divestment?" I mean, and they'll respond, and then I'll be like, "Great, well, I'm not voting for you." But
0: I love it. you know, but, but b- at least but you had, good had a nice block. conversation. <laughs> you
1: know, have fun out there. Have fun have on the trail.
0: Fun out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I should start doing that. I've been stopping to quit, and that's not been working. So I was I going to well say try something you new.
1: love to. It's like your. It's like the phone version of your um your. Uber rides. Yes. Or you talk to that. Yes.
0: You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean do. these people
1: work for campaigns, so it's a little bit different. But I mean, just in terms of like having like an actual like just a conversation, you
0: know, just with, a conversation with a random stranger about, about politics. Yeah, my exactly. favorite thing to do in the world. <laughs> right, exactly. I can't believe I've never thought of
1: this. <laughs> yeah. In
0: any case, listen, there are so many more races on the ballot, and Tons. so many of them are boring. Yeah. And we'll put a list together for yeah, you of so that you know who to vote for yeah. and whatnot. There's
1: other progressive guides. There's other progressive there. guides out there. As Ours well. will be the best, obviously. <laughs> uh-huh. But, but you can look at the We won't judge you. We looked at them.
0: That's right. <laughs> so. We look at all the progressive guides while we're writing our guide because we want to know what other progressives are saying. Yeah. I will note that our prop guide is going to be the funniest guide that you read. Obviously. Other people's prop guides are not funny. Ours are informative and funny. So just know that. Too.
1: DSA tries to have jokes yeah. sometimes. I don't think they're never successfully. Great. No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's, they're never yeah. great jokes.
1: But they're trying. They're out there trying.
0: You can tell that knock is not funny people.
1: No not trying great to be guide. earnest that's a good guide. yeah Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: great guide not funny people <laughs> no and that's and then there's a lot of independent guides that uh, you know roam around <laughs> the internet <laughs> sure. at these times of year mm-hmm. um, and we are just happy to be one that you add into the mix of guides that you're comparing against yeah because that it's too hard to it's it's too hard to fill out these ballots it really is and
1: so share the props list with your friends that's right Share this, share this podcast with That's your right. friends if they have questions about who they should be voting for. Exactly. Um, uh, and then and, we're going to have all of what we just told you in some sort of guide, not with write-ups probably, but with no, actually but, recommendations for all of these lists, including the ones that we didn't talk about, the right. community college one that I was making fun of earlier will tell you who to vote for exactly. um, because I, you know, because you should vote in that. That's
0: right. Uh, um, all the but, judges
1: will tell you who to yeah, vote for in that.
0: Right. Any of the races that are not races where you could use your head to figure it out. Right. You know, some of them you're gonna be able to use your head, like the ones that where there's one Democrat and it's just like you have to vote for that person. Yeah, and it sucks. I'm sorry about it. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then you know you'll be hearing from us. You'll be ready to go. You'll be ready to go. If you wanna be on our email list to get these things emailed to you, you can yeah. send us an email at braintrustapproved at gmail yeah. com. We add people to the list all the yeah. time, and. Um, go forth and yeah. vote.
1: If you find my ballot, just like laying on the street somewhere,
0: yeah, please return. Call it. me, right. <laughs> T- tweet
1: me. I don't have mine yet.
0: Yeah, Brent's <laughs> the only person in California who hasn't gotten his ballot yet. It makes you worry about. Yeah, I'm a
1: little concern. I'm gonna have to cast a provisional ballot, the which is mail fine. I'm not too proud to cast a provisional ballot. Well, that's
0: but. what you have to do if you don't have a ballot. But it's like they could at least do the, do you the courtesy yeah, can I just have it, though? finding one, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the rest of us been <sighs> sitting having to stare at the ballots, which are judging us for weeks now. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. <clears throat> in any case, we will be, you know, back on the airwaves as these things come crashing towards us. <laughs> and listen, I have one more thing to say about the oh, elections. Good, actually, before please. we go, yeah, you're probably looking at various headlines online right now that are like, "Democrats sunk, never again." <laughs> it's ne- uh-huh. Donald Trump. Well, is and the that's emperor. what,
1: and that's what all of the subject lines of all the Democrats that you're getting in your inbox say, also.
0: These people do not sound okay right oh, now.
1: Oh, Tim Ryan.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Needs to have, uh, like... Someone needs to sit uh, him down.
0: This is a well, man who... Well, I mean,
1: he, need th- he needs help. I mean, he needs He's to... He's a
0: man who claims to be an expert in meditation.
1: <laughs> no. Hasn't uh-uh. he
0: written a book on meditation? I know.
1: And sometimes I even open one of the ones that sounded the most dire, and it was a photo of him, like, sitting at his desk <laughs> with his head in his hands.
0: Oh, they've really gotten into sending weird photos of themselves doing stupid things. Yeah. Like I believe I got Adam Schiff's bar mitzvah photo <laughs> mailed to me the
1: other day. Oh no, you did. But yeah, why, like, why
0: am I why why am I getting an email with Adam Schiff's bar mitzvah photo? Nobody knows. I don't have an interest in no. seeing him at 13 or any age. But <laughs> here's what I have to say about this.
1: Did he look as waxen at 13 as he does right yes. now? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes, he did. He's always That was that.
0: notable in hmm. the photo. Hmm. And I was like... This, well, now I'm
1: glad they sent it. Because I've been wondering about that for a long time. This is a
0: quality he's had his whole life, which makes mm. me wonder if he has natural Botox. Yeah. Where oh. his face just is puffing out slowly as he gets older <laughs> so that he remains waxen over the years. Here's what I was going to say about yeah, this. Yeah,
1: sorry. So. <laughs> I, got <laughs> I got you sidetracked.
0: <laughs> no worries. It's probably more important than what I'm about to say. Um, every time that there is a midterm election, we do this hand wringing. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's right that we did it because we do a terrible job of running for office. <laughs> I think it might be right in this case. I'm not here to say. What I am here to say is that you as a person who is a voter can only continue to believe in your candidates' abilities to get elected. Mm. You don't have to spread rumors that your candidates are failing if you don't, <laughs> if you don't need to. Yeah. It is partly just mass delusion that makes people popular and part of what makes you popular is getting a lot of people to vote for you and yeah. if you can seem popular people will think that it's cool to vote for you and they'll show up and do that it just i think that we like psych ourselves out a lot before these elections where we're like well it doesn't matter anyway because everyone's going to lose <laughs> and then people don't show up because they're yeah. like it doesn't matter anyway go forward believing that it might matter
1: and like spread the
0: rumor That it might matter. Because that way people will feel like, well, I guess I could vote if it's going to matter. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to vote for a Democrat who's already going to lose. Yeah. The only time that people want to vote for a Democrat without needing to seems to be when they're essentially running unopposed and they're definitely going to (laughs) win. And then, for some reason, people love turning up for those elections. But I mean, like, (laughs) don't make anything seem like a foregone conclusion. It is... Possible that we don't lose the House and don't lose the Senate. All of these things are possible. We don't
1: know. We actually don't
0: know. And it's actually pretty close right now. So it's like anything is possible. But like... It's just easier to make everyone believe that we could be looking forward to something than that we're just dreading the worst. Yeah. Nobody wants to be part of a thing where you have to dread the worst. I've been finding myself tuning out of political news because I'm just like, I don't have time to listen to all this nonsense. Totally. And I am a person who normally loves negativity. So this <laughs> is a real departure for me. But I I feel like when it comes to uh, you know moments that feel really make or break and times that are really scary, we oftentimes make it seem like... Uh, <clears throat> You know, like it's not even worth the try, the trouble. Yeah. Because we're just gonna lose anyway. Yeah,
1: it's worth the. It's always worth. It's the always
0: trouble. worth the trouble. Worth yeah. the trouble, and you know, maybe your candidate doesn't get elected, but they might set themselves up to get elected next time. Yeah. You know, maybe your candidate learns something that helps them run successfully in the next cycle. Maybe that candidate's not Christy Smith because we've already been <laughs> through her a few a few attempts from her. But <laughs> maybe in another district where you have somebody a little bit more exciting running, maybe that's yeah. a possibility. So, I feel like don't look too much at the uh sort of like nate silver tracker or whatever yeah you know use your imagination oh, so this is a message
1: directly to no, me
0: it's i think maybe a message <laughs> to everybody that's been calling me about before how we we're started gonna this podcast everything. i
1: was like oh my god the nate silver tracker case. i know the, you're not the first person who said that
0: to me this week though i'm like people need to get off the nate silver tracker i'm worried about everyone
1: yeah
0: but yeah believe in trying yeah believe is all i'm saying
1: whatever's in your heart
0: Believe your heart. Don't believe your heart. Your heart is lying to you because your heart has been watching the Nate, Nate Silver Tracker. Oh. Um, believe. No, that's your head. <laughs> believe. <laughs> this metaphor has gotten right. a little confusing. <laughs> but believe in the possibility of yeah. electing people in a, an election.
1: Yeah. There you go.
0: Yeah. We did. Somebody's going to get elected. That, somebody has to be elected.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Or we just end up in Donald Trump's kingdom. No, we don't want that. We won't. You guys. We don't want that. That's not going to happen, too. <laughs> or,
1: or, in the, or in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, we could end up like the UK where we just don't have anyone in charge. Yeah,
1: no, that's what, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. So maybe That'd some, be even some, better. Maybe somebody doesn't have to be elected. I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> too true. In any oh, case, boy. we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.